This is Tackle Talk Live, an inside scoop on how, when, and where to catch bass with a primary focus on Toledo Bend and Sam Rayburn. Interviews with anglers who are consistent winners on the tournament trail. Your hosts, Camus Boats Pro Staffer Steve Graff and Gill Fishing Accounts Manager Kevin Jean. Two anglers who understand bass fishing with tournament success on all levels. Anglers willing to share their knowledge to help you become a better fisherman. So sit up and pay close attention as they give detailed tournament information and results. Here are the hosts of Tackle Talk Live, Steve Graff and Kevin Jean. Watching Tackle Talk Live. That's right. You're watching an outdoor program, a hunt, not a hunting show, a fishing show dedicated to you guys to try to make sure you can catch all the fish you can catch, especially on Toledo Bend, Sam Rayburn. And we're going to give you some good inside information today on how to catch them, especially at Sam Rayburn. And Kevin's even got a report from Toledo Bend or what went on over there. But I'm Kansas Post Pro Staffer Steve Graff, along with Gill Fishing Accounts Manager Kevin Jean, and today we're going to wrap up the Skeeter Outlaws Team Series number one, the Outdoor Outlaws Team Series number one by Skeeter Boats. We're going to wrap that one up, and Kevin, we got a guy that we've we had him on before, but this dude is a stick, uh, especially this time of year. And the thing I've always liked about Danny Isles is that he doesn't use forward-facing sonar. It's not even. He don't even own one. So usually, it'd be interesting to hear today if he has expanded that role or not. Um, you know, when it comes January, February, and you see Danny and Brian show up, uh, you, you know you better catch them. Um, yeah. Because yeah. they're going to catch them this time of year. Um, you know, Steve, is it a coincidence that our first two shows of the year that we've had results from tournaments on, it's been previous guys. Yeah, we've had Danny and, you know, these guys are the same guys that, that kind of win every year. So they got January and February figured out. Uh, yeah, yeah, they you do. Know, so. and, and you would think as many good anglers that there are that fish these tournament trails, other guys would put this together, but there's something. And they, and they do, Steve. I mean, we'll, we'll have new oh, yeah. guys win from time to time, but. The, um, again, you, you have your certain certain ones that, that figure it out certain times of the year. January and February is, is one of those times of the year you can really key. Every year when the weather gets right, January, yeah. late January, February, those fish, those bigger fish, and I haven't figured out what it is on Rayburn that they're doing and their catch. Not many have over right. there, but, uh, you know, there's certain individuals that got <laughs> it figured out. And it, it to me, when talking to Danny in the past, it's it's not a spot. Um, you can't do it as consistently as they've done it over the past 15 years. Um, they, they have a technique. They have something figured out on the way to catch those big fish. And we're going to dive in that too, in, into that with him today. So Yeah, we'll get some, like I said, some ins and outs from Danny, uh, whatever he's willing to uh, give up. We'll see how, how that goes. But we've also got the results from the high school tournament, the Southeast Texas High School event. Kevin's got those pulled up, ready to go over those. And then there's another tournament, Toledo Bend. The, Kevin, the Game Changer got... Game Changer Outdoors tournament was on Toledo Bend Saturday. I don't know exactly the turnout they had. Um, had some good weights brought in. Cole Moore, Colby Miller won that with just over 22 pounds. They barely edged out uh, Tater Reynolds and George Jean at 22 as well. Um, so congratulations to Colby and Cole on that. 
So, yeah, I got the results from that. We'll kind of talk about that a little bit as uh, Toledo Ben's getting ready to fire up some tournaments over there as well. Yeah, and you just mentioned two guys right there, Taylor Reynolds and George Jean Jr. We both know their history. Again, this time of year. Well, you got Cole and Colby too. So You got Cole Cody, and Colby. Cody, and I think Cody Pitt was third or fourth in that tournament. You know, the – the, the Toledo Bend Hammers, that they, they, again, catch them this time of year. These guys catch them year-round on Toledo Bend, but, you know. Uh, and usually the difference in these guys, who, who which, which one of these teams wins, is who caught the biggest fish. Usually a it's lot one, of fish, one yeah. fish separates them. Yeah, a lot of times, yes, I agree with that. And uh, so, but we got that. We've got uh, Lake Reports, and I'm going to reveal a little secret. Uh, not, it's not really a secret. I'm going to reveal to you a bait that, that's been very good to me, especially at Sam Rayburn. And uh, we'll talk about that at the very end, so stick around for that. Be some, be a tip I think you might like, maybe something you want to uh, start using because uh, I know how productive they've been for me and have helped me, and uh, especially with the ABA Tour and all that that I've been fishing over there. So, hey, stick around. We're going to have more. We're going to come back with Danny Isles when we return with more Tackle Talk Live. A good marine dealer is hard to find, but a great dealer is even harder. But in Iowa, Louisiana, there's a marine dealer that falls into the great category, Power Implements Marine, South Louisiana's go-to dealer for all things related to the boating industry, a Minn Kota, Garmin, and Mercury dealer, guaranteeing you first-rate service in both sales and repair. A great selection of new and used boats to choose from, including Skeeter, G3, Ranger, Camus, and Go Devil, a knowledgeable staff that will treat you like family and are always willing to go the extra mile to ensure you walk out a happy customer to see everything they have to offer go to powerimplements.com or stop by 606 east miller street in iowa louisiana plus mention tackle talk live and save 500 dollars off a new or pre-owned boat or 50 dollars off your first service ticket Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Nothing is worse than being sick on your family or fishing getaway. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in the hand, Toledo Health Care will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Health Care, located on Highway Six, just south of Toledo Town, or call 318-508-5323. The next time you're on I-49, just south of Natchitoches, Louisiana, stop by Cypress Knee Outdoors, a store within a store. Cypress Knee is located inside 3J's Fourway. Whether you need gas, food, or drinks, they have it. While you're there, check out Cypress Knee Outdoors and pick up whatever hunting or fishing tackle you need. Top name brands like Strike King, Santones, Pro, or the number one soft plastics made, VM. On the hunting side, they carry guns from Mossberg, Winchester, and Remington. Plus, they've got a great supply of ammunition. Let John Abram and his staff show you everything Cypress Knee has to offer. Located just one mile east of 127 on I-49 or call 318-238-HUNT. Watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop 
Kevin Jean, and Steve Graff. Welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. This segment presented by Toledo Health. 3J's far away, home of Cypress Knee Outdoors and Power Implements Marine, located in Iowa, Louisiana. If you mention Tackle Talk Live, you're going to get $500 off a new or used boat on your next purchase of a boat, or you can get $50 off your next service, uh, your first service ticket. So, uh, hey, great opportunity. We'll save some money just by simply mentioning Tackle Talk Live. And uh, we everybody. Everybody has to get their boat service or your motor service, Steve, and get worked on. Or anybody that's in within driving distance, go go by there, mention Tackle Talk Live, save you fifty dollars on your service work just by saying, "Hey, heard about you guys sponsoring Tackle Talk Live." Yeah. And uh, I heard there was a fifty dollar service ticket for you know fifty dollars off service ticket. So use that, guys. Use that. Anybody that's in within driving distance of Lake Charles, Louisiana, make sure to go by and use that with those guys. Yep. That's exactly right. All right. On the Tackle Talk hotline, we have one of the team members of uh, Isles and Shook, Brian Shook and Danny Isles, uh, won the Skeeter Owners, uh, not Skeeter Owners, the Skeeter Team Series number one on Outlaw Outdoor Circuit. And uh, Danny, hey, man, welcome. Glad to have you. Uh, Danny, want to first of all, we just want to kind of dive right into the, the, the pre-fishing for the tournament and, and, and how you go about pre-fishing, especially this time of year, Danny. It's cold. The, you know, there's not much of a shallow bite probably going on, especially with what we just came through with the cold weather we had this past weekend. Tell, tell us a little bit about your pre-fishing and maybe something you do that might help our, our viewers uh, uh, next time they go out in that cold weather. Yeah, uh, really you want to look at the weather conditions more than anything else and if it's stable, you can can bring more things into play, but our weather's really been sort of crazy the last, I'd say, three, four weeks where the water temperature's yeah. been falling real hard. So you got to factor that in before you ever show up on the lake. Um, kind of the same thing with the wind direction. The wind's been swirling around, but not like calm one day and then blowing the next. It's been real hard, and then it switches and blows real hard out of the other direction. So you got to yeah. kind of think about that before you show up to uh, make sure you can, you know, launch safely and run around the lake safely. And also that you're you know, fishing somewhere that's not exactly torn up by the wind. What is Damn. the water? What is the water temperature range right now? Uh, well, I bet it's dropped since last weekend. When we practiced weekend before last, it was like 54. Uh, and then last wow, weekend yeah. in the tournament, it was 52. I would expect it's going to be in the probably the high 40s, maybe even yeah, closer to the mid 40s this weekend. I I want to say I saw yesterday 45. Somebody posted somewhere. I'll yeah. have to go back through and look. Uh, yeah. Danny, you you said you practiced the weekend before, so for the Outlaw Team Series, I believe if you pre-register, <laughs> you're allowed to practice um, Friday and Saturday. I think I'm correct on that. Did you guys? do any of the pre-practices the day before no uh we both work during the week so we usually don't get away the immediate day before the tournament and then i think the wind was so bad that day you couldn't win anyway saturday and then uh i think brian's son had a birthday party on saturday the day right yeah. before the tournament. they did this one on sunday and they sunday, allowed yeah. people to practice friday and saturday but um he had plans for his uh, son's birthday party Saturday, and then I had some other plans too, so we didn't get out on the lake Saturday. 
how, how did practice go the week before? Um, you know, this time um, of year, it can be, it can be kind of, it, it can be tough. You know, you're not going to get a whole lot of bites, but I know the way you guys fish, if, if you get bit, it's a big one. So how, how do you go about practice and, and how did practice go for y'all the week before? So we, we actually went together. Uh, the, I guess it was a Saturday beforehand. We just fished together and we spent about half the day riding around looking at the grass and the other half the day kind of fishing. I think we ended up getting five bites. Uh, none of them were very big, but uh, that was about how the practice went. And then during the tournament, uh, we were a little bit fortunate with the wind. It was blowing, but it wasn't blowing so hard we couldn't run around. So we sort of took advantage of that, and we ran around quite a bit. We probably fished around 20 places altogether, and we ended up getting seven bites. So I guess the, the number of bites stayed about the same, but the size was a whole lot better during the tournament than it was in practice. Yeah. Danny, Danny one of the biggest questions that, that I think a lot of our viewers are wanting to know is – at this time last year, you told us you didn't even own a forward-facing sonar. Is that still the case? And is Danny Isle still not using forward-facing sonar? Yeah, no, don't have one. Uh, still don't have one on the boat. <laughs> no, no, don't have one. Uh, uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, all right, so yeah. take us through the day, Danny. Y'all got seven bites all day long. Kind of was those, again, traditional Sam Rayburn hey, hey, let, pull let up on the spot that. in the morning? What? Uh, no, it actually wasn't. Let me rephrase that. We didn't get seven bites. Brian got six bites, and Danny got one bite. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, uh, hey, we're going to say Team Isles and Shook, because I've been on that end, too. Everybody has been on oh, that yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah, take no, us through the day. No, as long as they end up in the box, that's what counts. Yeah, that's uh, all that matters. So, uh, the Outlaw Tournaments uh, – yeah, I don't know if they're all trailer tournaments. I think they're all trailered except for the championship, so you can launch where you wanted to. And we fished probably four or five places before we ever even got a bite. Uh, see, I don't know, it was probably 8.30 or so before we got our first bite of the morning, and it was a, like a two-pounder. And then uh, we caught uh, maybe a five- or six-pounder not too long after that. And then we fished a couple more places, and we caught – Another one probably around five pounds. And then right after we caught that one, Brian caught the big one. And then we fished a couple more places with no bites. And then we, we hit two more places in a row where we caught the last two. How, how big is think, the big one? Uh, I think it was 10, 15 or 10, 16, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so it was, it was we had, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had four that were probably right around five pounds apiece. One might have been a little under, and the other three maybe a little bigger. And then we had the the real big one. Yeah, uh, we caught Andy, the last let's talk one. About, that in. We, let's talk about technique real quick. Uh, where, where you you know this time of year you, you you got some choice. You can either burn the trap as a lot of guys do. They'll chunk and wind all day till your arm falls off. Or were you dragging football head jig, Carolina rig? I mean what? What was kind of the, the, the techniques you were using to catch these fish? So we'll mix and match depending on where the majority of the fish are, but the way the weather's been setting up, we decided to stay offshore exclusively in this one, and it, we never messed around with the shallow <clears throat> bite. And we just threw the typical Rayburn baits, crankbaits, Carolina rigs, and yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, but like now, said, now would, would you would that would that change for you this week uh, if the water temperature is in the mid forties? Uh, 
Would your whole approach be different, or would you put, continue to stay offshore? Uh, I think we probably would stay offshore, but I think the baits are going to change if we fish this weekend. Uh, I've actually been digging around in my closet for some stuff I hadn't used in probably 10 or 12 years. Wow. Um, this, I'm a little worried about this one. If we This weekend and next weekend, The um, from what I remember, I've only fished one year when it got this cold, and it was extremely difficult to get bit. Like 18, 19 pounds was winning a bunch of the tournaments when it got down into the, the mid-40s. Yeah, I mean, Sam Rayburn doesn't see mid-40s very often, but the problem is, is man, it's I bet it's went three or four days now. I mean, it's going to go – a substantial period of time being in that water temperature range yeah um so you're you're right these fish are going not going they're not going to like it they're not going to act right it's going to be interesting to see bass champs this weekend really interesting to see what's going to win that trap tournament on sunday because those trap fish are really not going to act right they're not going to be up there in that water temp so uh it's going to be interesting to see see what wins what wins those events um, for sure. So, all right. So do you yeah, think you guys are fishing champs this weekend? Uh, we're still sort of on the fence. We're trying to balance out whether we want to fish that or wait and fish the Brandon Belt team circuit. Um, we may end up doing both of them. We just really hadn't made our mind up yet. Yeah. Well, and also too, guys, the following weekend, it warms back up. It's in the sixties every day. So that's going to get that water temperature probably back up into the low 50s again. Not this coming weekend, right? the next weekend. And, uh, yeah, but the problem – go ahead, Danny. It wasn't quite this extreme, but about four or five years ago, we had where the main lake got into maybe 49, 50-degree range, and then we had three or four days of a warming trend. And those fish showed up from everywhere, biting like crazy. I think there was a bass mm-hmm. chance where – Maybe it was 35 pounds wanted or something, and then there was like 20 over 20 pounds or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the problem with next week is we're supposed to get some substantial rain yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Ooh. and Wednesday, I believe. So uh, we're supposed to get a lot of rain Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I, that's what I heard um, anyway, and I, I saw. I, I don't know if it's still calling for that, but what I've heard is we're supposed to get a good bit of rain starting beginning of next week. Um, yeah, every day next week, all yeah. the way through Friday and Saturday, it's oh. over fifty percent every day. What day does it start warming up next week? Uh, it shows Monday. Uh, looks like a Monday of fifty-eight, and then sixty-six, sixty-eight, sixty-seven, so sixty-eight. Yeah, it's gonna be a warming trend next week. So that that changes the ball game yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, so, Danny, let's go back to the tournament this past weekend. You guys won with right thirty pounds. Um, don't want to get into what y'all are fishing or anything like that, but out of the five way fish you guys caught, um, same type of deal going on, same type of offshore deal. Is it, uh, are they on different types of structure? I mean, was what, what kind of went together other than the bait for all the fish as far as, you know, was they all hanging on that depth range on a certain type of structure? You don't have to go into detail on what that is, but yeah, or did you catch multiple uh, different things going on? So we, like, like I say, we fished probably 18 or 20 places, and we, yeah. we sampled a good mix of different kinds of structure and cover and crap, but we did sort of uh, kind of hone in that most of our bites came off of one type of thing. And, um, gotcha. It was action, yeah. Um, gotcha. And then, uh, yeah, they were, yeah. So once we got that figured out, we we managed to hammer out enough bites to do real well, but it it still wasn't very easy. It wasn't like it was a guarantee. Yeah. 
Right, right. Gotcha. I know some guys, Danny, you know, they, they, the big worm, the 12-inch, the old monster, the 10-and-a-half to 12-inch worms, a lot of guys, they don't even want to pull those out till maybe the end of March. Your philosophy on that, do you throw a big worm year-round? I mean, is this something you'll throw this time of year along with the football jig? Uh, most of the time, I do tend to throw that in the summer and the fall. I wouldn't be yeah. against trying it this time of year, but I, I'd probably be more likely to do that over at Toledo than Rayburn. But yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it's not something we typically try. Yeah. 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 Well, good deal. Well, Danny, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you kind of tuning us in what's going on over there. And if you guys end up do end up fishing this weekend, our next best of luck to you. And uh, hopefully we'll get you back on the show. Tell Brian next time, next win, though, it's his turn. He's got to do the next one. <laughs> well, hey, it's always good when you're calling. That means something went awfully well uh, there you the go. weekend before. And uh, yeah. I'll mention that to him. Tell, tell him it's kind of like a polygraph. It's his turn next It's your time. turn. It's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned hey. that. We uh, we flipped, uh, let's say, an object in the parking lot with the tournament director to uh, determine who took the polygraph, and Brian won that. So I guess I won the conversation with y'all. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. So next time we'll have to see who won the polygraph, and whoever whoever does, doesn't does do the polygraph has to come on TTL. Yeah, there we go. That, that's, that's a fair deal, assuming we catch him again at some point. Good deal, Danny. We appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. Thanks, you Danny. Road. Appreciate it, bud. Right, thank you. All All right. That's Danny Isles of uh, Isles and Shook, and uh, Danny uh, giving us a little detail how they call him. Of course, no, no surprises to me with Danny. Uh, Kevin, he, he's – when you say Danny Isles to me, I think deep guy. I think he, he's offshore. It's a guy. football J Carolina rig, or, yeah, or exactly. It is, and, uh, it is. I guarantee you, it is one of those three things. But Steve, every conversation, and, and Danny doesn't spend. Danny and Brian are, are guys that doesn't spend a whole lot of time on the water. Not nowhere near what no. these other guys spend. You're and exactly you, right. And if you go back and look at all of our conversations that we've had with Danny over the years that we've been doing this. It's always they figure it out on game day and they figure out what the big fish are relating to and they run that pattern. They know the lake well enough. They've been fishing it competitively for 20 plus years now. Yeah. Even though Danny's probably Danny's my age, a little younger than me. So he's 36, 37, I think. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, but they've been fishing late long enough. They know where the once they figure out what structure they're looking for, they run that structure. Yeah. So they are guys that figure it out on game. They've won in several different types of conditions, and they figure it out on game day. They they got a pretty good inkling on what it is, but once yeah. they really key in on it, they know what to run and where to run it to go get those bites. Well, I just know this: if they're dialed in, you're in trouble because oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they can catch them. They 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 figure it out pretty quick. And Daniel be the first to tell you. Of course, his stepfather. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of people do know it. Uh, Stephen Johnston is his, is his stepdad, and uh, but yep. his daddy was a really good angler, from what I hear. Uh, Danny told me his daddy was a good angler. So, uh, and uh, but anyway, and still love no four facing sonar. That's that's all. That, yeah, that, that that just amazes me. Adam, I'm telling you, uh, for a guy, he's just proof that you can go out there and you can compete and you can win. But I will say this for Danny Isles, he's got a lot of history. Oh, yeah. On that body of water, so yeah, that he's helps. Got a lot more. of idle hours on them on all of his motors he's used. I promise you. 
Yes, yes. And, I, and by the way, I love his mom. Rob, Miss Robin is one of the finest people. I, I, she is just a, a jewel. And uh, so Danny comes from good stock, good family. And uh, congratulations to him and Brian on, on a good victory. So uh, we'll probably hear about them later on in the spring you, as well. You got the results for that, Steve. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to go with the Skeeter Outlaw uh, Team Series number one results. Kevin's got some high school Southeast Texas results. And uh, we're going to be right back with all that, along with lake reports, lake levels. And it's changed a little bit. And it's obvious some lakes are continuing to leave the gates open because they're draining in suckers. But anyway, we'll talk about all that and more when we return with more Tackle Talk Live. Pride Rods, custom-built fishing rods made to handle any and all techniques. Fishing rods designed for sensitivity and made to last in Montgomery, Texas. Built by Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up to try it for your yourself take pride in your fishing by using pride rods to learn more go to priderods.com or call 832-418-6040 the lakes insurance agency is an independent insurance agency taking care of texans insurance needs for over 25 years offering auto homeowners boat rv life health and commercial insurance owner clark moore is a local fishing guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guide for all your insurance needs for a free quote give him a call and see why so many texans trust the lake insurance agency two locations to serve you in both nacogdoches and Bravas, texas or give him a call at 936-205-4467 the next time you're headed for Toledo Bend or Sam Rayburn, stop by Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle. They have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones. Whether your trip calls for bass fishing, white perch tackle, catfish bait, or the ultimate fighting shiners, Keith's Tackle has you covered. Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Bend. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. Let me pull my notes out here. This segment presented by Pride Rods, Keeks Toledo Bend Tackle, the Lakes Insurance of Nacogdoches, Texas, two locations, one in Broadus, Texas, and on the shores of Sam Raven, the other one at uh, Nacogdoches, as well as Power Implements Marine, located right there in Isle, Louisiana. Mention Tackle Talk Live, and you're going to get $500 off the purchase of a new or used boat, or you can take that. Tackle Talk Live mentioned and get $50 off your first service ticket. So either way, we appreciate Power Implements and uh, all they're doing for our program. Can't say thank you enough. And uh, if you got service work, you guys, especially down in that South Louisiana, make sure you go to Power Implements. They will take care of you right there in Iowa, Louisiana. All right, Kev. Skeeters, owners, tournament results. Uh, I've, I've got those right here. Let me get my eyes on here. 
Of course, as we've already alluded to, Danny Isles and Brian Shook took first place uh, with a 10.16-pound kicker. Uh, they had 30.56 pounds for $7,000 win. Wesley uh, Baxley and Kobe Bryant, they had 25.70 for second. Taylor Reynolds and Travis Franks were third with 22.06. Brian Schott and Jim Smith were fourth with 20.91. Chris McCall, Clayton Bullware, really good team. Uh, guys that got paired up, I think, last year, started fishing team together. They were fifth with 20.42. Sixth place was John Burton and Roger Johnson with 19.29. Seventh was Sean Mercer, Lane Mercer. Uh, they had 19 point, uh, looks like 19.04. And eighth place was Corey Rambo, Rusty Clark. They, had, they also had a good kicker. They had a, over an eight-pounder, uh, eight-pound kicker, and they had 18.43. J.J. Larson and Charles uh, Waited. Waited. Uh, they were ninth with 17.79, and 10th place was Lee Glass and Trent Manuel with 17.29. The, the last check, I'm looking here. The last place I've got is 24th. And that was uh, took 15.08, Kevin, from what my notes show here. That may not be right. That may not have been the last place, but I think it was. I think they played 24 places. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so Saturday was the Southeast Texas High School Tournament. I want to say I saw 411 teams, Steve. I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw And I know it was pretty windy Saturday as well. Um, team of Rambo and Daugherty. Um, had 20.36. That's Corey Rambo's son. Corey Rambo was the boat captain. Um, they had a big, they had a kicker, a, a seven pounder, I think was the kicker, seven and a half pounder. Um, only 20 pound stringer caught that day. Second place, Clark and Jenkins, 1728. Uh, third place, Judelay and Mosley have 1562. Fourth place was Mears and Mears have 1445. And fifth place, Dorian and Emerson had 1392. I don't have schools here, Steve, on the listings. All I got is last name. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. So fifth place was 13, right at 14 pounds. Um, great turnout. Tough day of fishing. It was pretty cold, windy. Uh, but so hats off to all those high school anglers that kind of went through all of that. 20 pounds to win it, seven pound kicker uh, to the to. Mr. Rambo and, and his two boys there, or one boy and Daugherty. So, uh, you know, good results from the high school tournament, first high school tournament of the year. Kevin, do you have exactly how many boats were in it? I think 411. Wow, man. Yeah. That's a lot of boats. Yeah. A lot of boats. And that was that on the same day as the Skeeter tournament? No, that was Saturday. That's why Skeeter was Sunday. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Saturday, they had the Game Changer Outdoors event on Toledo Bend. Uh, I don't ha I don't know exactly how many boats they had. They did pay back two spots, but the payout's pretty large, um, so they only paid out two spots. Colmore Col Colby Miller had twenty two seventy six, um, won first place. Second place was Tater Riddles and George Jean Jr. had twenty two forty one. Um, wow. Trying to think, see well, what that was, that was tight. Big fish was I don't see. Oh, big fish Cameron Roan and Casey Burley. Uh, had Big Fish a 704 Big Fish. So, how many uh, participated in that event? I, I, it doesn't have that listed. I, I don't okay. see it. I know they paid two spots in Big Bass. Um, but 
the right guys participate in that event. Cody Pitt was in it. You know, so we can go down the list of Toledo Bend Hammers that were in that tournament. Yeah. Uh, Toledo Bend's getting ready to kick off, and we're, we're fixing to start. Starting next week, we're going to start spending some time on Toledo Bend, talking fishing reports, what's going on, kind of getting ready for the MLF guys coming, the Bassmaster Elite Series guys coming. So for all of you Toledo Bend guys, don't worry. We're going to start diving into Toledo Bend. It's been a little quiet over there, and Sam Rayburn is full swing. So we haven't really went over much on, on Toledo Bend. Toledo Bend is, is heavy, heavy late February, March, every weekend. There is a huge tournament on Toledo Bend. So don't worry. Um, we'll start kind of giving reports and updates next week on that and go from there. So Yeah, yeah. All right, upcoming events. Uh, we've got, uh, of course, this, this coming uh, weekend, you've got Bass Champs on uh, uh, January the 20th. That's at Raven at Humphrey Pavilion. We've got the Rattletrap Tournament on Sunday. Also out of Humphrey Pavilion. Uh, canceled, by the way. The ABA Solo 150, we were scheduled to be there uh, this, this, I'm sorry, this past weekend. And, uh, or is that right? What, my days mixed up here? Friday, Saturday, no. last weekend. Yeah, no, no, that's right. Uh, the ABA Solo 150 was canceled for this coming weekend and uh, was rescheduled for June 14th and 15th. Still on Rayburn. A lot of guys don't know, are they moving it off the lake? No. Everything, basically, the schedule for the Solo 150 will now start uh, in February at Lake of the Pines. So that'll be tournament number one. And then I think they go to, where do we go next? Toledo Bend, and then I think to Rayburn. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we'll finish up on Rayburn in June, the second week of June, the 14th and 15th. So um, Brandon Belt, January 27th, 28th, on Rayburn at Humphrey Pavilion. A lot of guys will start to get ready for that. And uh and then the BFL number two already, not even out of January, you've got two BFL will be in the books. Uh, they're on Lake of the Pines, January 27th. So, uh, um, you know, Kevin, a lot of times the, the, the BFL, they, they tend to get theirs in pretty quick. I mean, they'll oh, have well, Yeah, just because of their schedule. I mean, they got one director that covers the whole south here. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's the warmest down here compared to everywhere else. So he gets this region in pretty quick yeah. um, just because – those more northern regions that's too cold to fish right now uh, he has to get those out later in the year steve next week that brand well this weekend it, it's going to be tough um 40 45 to 50 degree water temp yeah it's going it to be is. tough on sam rayburn next weekend could be very interesting um gonna be very interesting to see how much water i mean how much rain we get they're saying a lot next week yeah. um but temperatures warming up and you alluded to it earlier it, it could it could really go down next weekend in that Brandon Bell tournament. No, that's exactly right. And, uh, and and even though today I think in our region it's starting to warm up a little bit, but I think tomorrow now, it's it gets back cold again tomorrow yeah, night. Next two days 20s. it gets twenties again. So yeah, and uh, and a lot of people were really happy when Chris McCall, uh, Chris McCall, Chris Wayne decided to make that change and 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 cancel that because just looking out ahead and plus. The deadline for entry for the ABA Solo 150 was Monday morning at 8 o'clock. And by the way, just so you know, you guys are looking to fish ABA, you can call in up till Friday the week before the event, but you can also register online, only online, up till 8 o'clock that following Monday morning. So they did extend that. I know guys like Kevin. Kevin, there was a couple of him out of fish last year. Last year. Mm -hmm. But the deadline was too early for him to decide, so they extended that to a Monday morning. Only online by eight o'clock Monday yeah. morning, so uh, which is a good thing. That's a good thing yeah. for ABA. I'm glad you did that. So, uh, 
Uh, Lake levels, real quick. Uh, Kevin, do you want to you take Rayburn real quick? Yeah, Rayburn, 164.4. Uh, it's a difference of 7.3 feet. 10-day gain of 0.48 inches, 24-hour loss of 0.6 inches. Uh, okay, no, wait a minute. No, the actual uh, water level is 164 is pool. Yeah, yeah. It's 157.1 right now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I read it wrong there. So it's down seven and a little over seven foot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's it, – and they're still, they're still keeping it down right now uh, over there. So – And I'm hearing that they're – I watched Todd Castle die another day and on his podcast, and he was saying how they've got trucks that are bringing rock in, I guess, on the dam. They're still do, working on they're still working on it. So evidently there is construction going on there. Yeah. How long it goes on, we don't know. But it was we remember we had him in the fall and he told us that. It's just yeah, yeah. how long weather permitting, how long this takes, right? So on and so forth. So they're still and, they're still not done. And his perspective on, you know, a lot of people were asking, well, is this good for the lake, bad for the lake? Uh, really, it allows that grass to continue to take hold out in that deeper water when the water does come back up. There may be a little bit of deep grass going on on Rayburn. Yeah. They haven't had a long time, so yeah. and uh, so that's a good thing. Pulido Bend Lake level one seventy two is pool one sixty eight point one one is where it's at right now. It's a difference of uh, three point eight nine feet low, uh, two point four inches gained in the last ten days because of all the rain we've had. Uh, but you can tell they got the gates open because it's uh, had a twenty four hour loss of point four eight. Uh, basically, a half an inch is is come down on the lake. So, uh, um, so to lead to being like, I don't know. I keep waiting them to kind of. I don't know if they generate electricity because of all the power situation we've had going on with the cold. Uh, I, I don't know the situation there, Kevin. On Toledo Bend, as far I, as I don't think they've been. They haven't been generating. My father-in-law has a camp on the river, yeah, um, south of the dam, and, and it they have not been generating unless they just started lately. Yeah. Um, which obviously they have, but as far as up to this point, they haven't been generating a lot. Um, the water's just been down. We haven't got a lot of rain. Um, interesting to see if they generate before we get this big rain coming. Yeah. Um, so keep your eyes on that. It just kind of nobody knows what the only only SRA knows um, what's going to happen there. So a lot of rain coming for this area potentially. So they, I would not. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they're going to generate ahead of this coming. Right, right. And because, uh, and, and again, as we've already alluded to earlier, yeah. and the, every day it's over 50% starting on Monday, all the way through next Saturday. I'm yeah. like, so we got some serious rain coming our way. Heavy I know, rain at times. I know the lake I live on here in Louisiana, Natchitoches, Sibley Lake, it's below the seawall right now. I mean, it's three to four feet low. We can use some major rain right now. Get these lake levels back up where they where they need to be. So yep. we'll see what happens with that. Real quick, Kevin, you got anything else? Uh, apologize this week. For the show being on Thursday, um, I was traveling and uh, our producer just could not get to his office uh, earlier in the yeah. week as well, just because of the bad weather you guys had up there in North Louisiana. So we was just just you know we put this together week to week, guys. It's it's three of us working here and then also with guests and trying to get them on the show. So 
you know, we, we try to stick to Tuesdays at 11, if at all possible. Some weeks, it's just not going to be that way. With my work, with Steve and with our producers, the way he works, sometimes, like, I'm traveling. I've been in Miami. Let me tell you, Steve, it was hard to leave Miami, Florida, <laughs> where it was 75 and sunny. I went right. down to Miami beginning of this week, was visiting some dealers down there with Gil and getting them up and running. Um, but, yeah, man, it was hard to leave 75 and sunny. But going back to my main thing here is, Apologize. Some weeks it's going to be like this, guys. Just stay tuned to the Facebook page for updates. Some de- some weeks we'll have to go off Tuesday. Some weeks it might be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We'll get them out every week. Uh, it might change, but uh, we'll, we'll try to stick to Tuesdays at 11 if possible. Yeah, and referring back to that weather, especially when you get to Florida. I mean, I remember my <laughs> baseball play, my pro playing days with the Expos organization, going to West Palm Beach and uh, Fort Lauderdale and Tampa and playing that. I mean, it was just like in February, it means 80 degrees. Yeah. So it, it was nice. It was definitely nice. Real quick, I want to reveal to everybody, I told you I had a bait. Uh, I want to introduce, not introduce, it's not an introduction of a new bait. It's just something, a bait that's been very productive for me. And uh, thanks to Kevin over the years, he, he made this recommendation to me. And, and I've used them ever since. And uh, even though we're not affiliated with VNM baits anymore, it, it, again, just because we're not affiliated, we're still going to introduce product to you that I mean, I ain't sponsoring the show, but we're trying to help you be a better fisherman. And that's what our, our goal is. But the baby swamp hog by v and I'm telling you right now, this bait right here has probably helped me. It, it has been an essential part of any time I've gotten any type of check. Uh, had a second place finish a year ago on it. And I, I'm telling you right now, this bait right here will catch them now. And especially at right. Carolina Reed, you know, like everybody says, throw, you know, throw, throw the baby brush hog. Well, you, this is, hey, this is a little bit. I like this better than a baby brush hog because it's a little beefier. It's a little chunkier. Uh, I think you get a little better bite with it and uh, from my experience. But I'm just here to tell you, the, the, the baby swamp hog is a great bait. Outlaw Magic, I throw that one a lot. Watermelon Reds, of course, is very popular on the raper. You can drag it all day and catch fish. But anyway, I just wanted to give you something that, you know, hey, maybe you hadn't tried them. Uh, give them a try. I think I think you'll like it. I think it's a bait that, that can help put fish in your live well, especially on tournament day. So, uh, but anyway, that's all I got, kid. Nothing else? I think I'm good for the week. All right, man. Hey, we appreciate you watching. Appreciate you tuning us in. Spread the word. Every chance you get, let somebody know about Tackle Talk Live. Uh, look for mine and Kevin's uh, trucks at the boat ramp. Uh, I've got the logo on my truck on the back fender, so you can't miss my truck anymore. Uh, it, it's not hard to spot. Check and out we, Steve's swag, guys. Look at the tackle yeah, talk yeah. live got, got, got my new shirts in, and uh, hey, I'm very happy. Uh, G2, Gemini did these for us, and uh, I absolutely love them. I mean, they, they do a wonderful job, and uh, everything's in the right spot, and so and they fit good, and they're comfortable, and they'll keep you in there, and it's got the uh, UV protection in them. I mean, just a great product, but anyway. Uh, thank you for tuning us in. Again, if you want to watch us, check us out on YouTube, podcast, Facebook, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, whatever way you like to listen to your podcast, check us out. If you'd like to become a member of our sponsorship team, you got to message us on our Facebook page. Kevin will get a packet out to you, or he'll give you a call. If you want to leave your phone number, we'll give you a call and make sure you have all the details in order to be a sponsor here on Tackle Talk Live. For Kevin Jean. Steve Graff will be right back next week with more Tackle Talk Live.